Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast, brought to you by SpiritualRecharge.com. This is your place to experience unlimited peace and higher consciousness while recharging the battery of your soul. So get comfortable, take a few relaxing breaths, and settle into this sacred time for yourself. This is Ariel, and I'm here with our host, Michael McIntosh. This is one of our archive episodes we thought you'd enjoy. It's from a series called The Awakening Experiments. Experiments in consciousness to ascend and enjoy being a spiritual being having a human experience. In these awakening experiments, Michael will share how to be in a higher state of consciousness while living in a sometimes crazy world. Our warmest welcome to you. Thank you for your beautiful presence. And now we'll hear from Michael. On our beautiful spiritual adventure, this wonderful adventure through life, one of the things that comes up along the way for those on the real path of transformation is how to transcend the mistakes of the past. And the word mistake is an interesting word. It means mistake because, of course, if we'd known better, we would have done it differently. Or if we could have done better, we would have done, even if we did know. So how can we go beyond the programming of the past, the limitations of our, of our life up to this point and transcend into our original highest state because each one of us right now has within us our highest state of consciousness. There is a pure soul, a beautiful, infinite being of light and peace right here and we have the memory deep down within us of being completely blissful and completely liberated. So we have our higher self, our original self, and then we have what, what I'm going to call the programmed self, which is the part of us that has gone through life and been affected by other people, by entertainment, by education by the media by all these things and we've developed ideas about ourselves and about the world from the outside so we have our original self and then we have our program self and spirituality really is about going beyond the limitations of these lower self or the ego self and returning back to our original higher self, our original highest stage, which is <laughs> which is that all those good feelings that you've experienced in meditation and prayer and heightened states of consciousness, that's all your original self. Even when people do drugs and alcohol, what happens is that the ego self, the program self, is swept aside temporarily, and that that high that people are chasing through drugs and various things, that high is the original self. So anyone who's an addict or anyone who's done drugs understands that that experience, ultimately, what we're looking for is to reconnect with that natural high that we already have originally internally so we're going to talk about how to go beyond the limited self and how to overcome mistakes or memories about things that we did that we're not very pleased about and return to what's called the karmatit stage. The karmatit stage is another way of saying enlightenment. Karmatit means beyond karma. So... Originally, we had no karma, no, no good or bad accounts. It was just completely neutral. And then we developed karma. 
and now we are living inside of our karma. So the ultimate aim, the end result of higher consciousness and meditation, remembrance, is to become karmatit, where we're completely free from the bondages of karma. And so I read this morning a wonderful quote, which I'm going to read to you. To have realization in your heart means to be forgiven. To have realization in your heart means to be forgiven. It's God's divine blessing to us. So karma, when we experience pain, it is our karma. And when we experience pain, there is a message hidden inside the pain. In a very practical way, for example, if we eat too much food or the wrong food, we'll have physical pain in our belly. And it might show up on our face or in our body or it might have you know various side effects of having too much food or the wrong foods, all these massive health challenges, is because the diet that people eat, generally speaking, isn't very good. And so the pain is basically giving us a message, you need to change the way you're eating and the way you're living. And when we get the message, when we discern and decrypt the message then we can take action, and then when we take action, then the pain goes away. That's what healing is. So if we can accurately understand the meaning behind pain and then act differently, then the pain subsides. On the other hand, if we don't understand the message, then the pain tends to amplify until it reaches a point where we can no longer ignore it. So this universe is a benevolent place. It's trying to help us out. So if we do something wrong that is not aligned with the laws of karma, and not aligned with our highest good, then we suffer. And that suffering is, is a prod to help us move back in the right direction. I'm sure everyone here listening to this has experienced at least one situation, probably thousands, but at least one, where something really painful happened to you. And afterwards, you learned something extremely important from it, which made your whole life better later on. When I was 18, I was doing drugs and drinking and just partying and wasting my time, chasing highs. And it led me to feel very lost and confused and depressed. And that pain of being depressed and confused forced me to start thinking about what I really wanted and what life was about. And that led me to meditation. And then I had an experience. (laughs) I was pulled out of my body and had an experience of seeing my future. I could see what would happen if I had a spiritual life, a life of natural happiness. And I could see what would happen if I was chasing all these artificial ways of feeling better. And because I could see the difference, it was very obvious to me that I had to make this higher path. And I was pulled back in my body, and I made a decision to stop all these bad behaviors that were causing me pain, and to start getting up early in the morning and doing meditation, and having a pure lifestyle. And then my pain went away, because I'd learned the lesson from the pain. And all of us have experienced this. Maybe it's with food. You you might like something, and you eat it, or you drink it, and then you realize it's causing problems. Then you stop having it, and then you feel better again. The same thing is true for relationships. Some relationships are just not good for us. And we get a feeling that something's not right, but we might carry on because of attachment or because of attraction or because of you know obligation or fear or all sorts of reasons. 
and and then it gets worse and worse and worse, and then finally the relationship ends, and then we feel better. So the same sort of thing happens again and again in, in our life in different ways, in, in our work, in our mind, in our food, in our choice of what we eat, what we wear, where we go, who we spend time with, what we watch, what we don't watch, how much exercise we do. So every area of life is connected to karma. Certain things pull us up and certain things pull us down. And we need to understand the difference for ourselves and be able to think for ourselves and be able to understand and feel in our heart what is going on here. So it's very useful to understand these things because life is giving all of us messages. Life is giving you constant feedback every day, all the time, every day, literally every second. We're getting feedback from the universe. And that feedback comes in the form of experiences. And we are very wise to start tuning into what these experiences are telling us so that we can have realization of what's going on in our hearts, not in our heads, in our hearts, because the head can be a fickle thing. We can understand something intellectually, but we still act the same way anyway, because there has to be a change in our heart. So we're always getting feedback, feedback from life. And I remember writing about this many years ago, that there are five five levels of pain and the wet fish is just a funny way of understanding what the universe is trying to tell us. Five levels of pain and the wet fish. There's a Monty Python sketch. I don't know if you know Monty Python. Monty Python and the Flying Circus. And it's a British comedy back in the 60s and 70s. And they have one funny little scene where some guy comes along and he's slapping a guy around the face with a wet fish. And it's just, it's a silly scene. It just stuck in my head for some reason when I watched it many years ago. And he's slapping this guy. It's like a little dance with this wet fish. And, and then the other guy afterwards gets out the huge fish and smacks him with it and knocks him into the, into the river. Now, it's just a stupid little funny sketch, but it reminded me of something that happens to us in our actual life. Obviously, we're not being slapped by a wet fish very often. <laughs> At least I hope not. But what it is is that when we do something wrong or something right, we get a very small message. Normally, it's a subtle message. It's a vibration. So there's different levels of pain or different levels of, of joy. So we get a little message. And often, the, the message at the beginning is subtle. It's a whisper very quiet very quiet we might not even notice it so subtle it's just a very slight vibration that's the first level so whenever we do something there's a very gentle subtle whisper that basically is telling us are we on the right track or not And if we are very attuned people and we're not distracted by social media and cell phones and crazy stuff happening and all the other things, we're very attuned Then we'll be able to notice those things. If there's enough space and time in our lives and we're interested, we'll tune into that level of awareness. However, unfortunately, in our current society, most people can't tune into that level because it's too subtle. So then there's the next level up, which is more thinking. Think the mind and maybe stronger feelings. And it's a bit more intense. 
But because a lot of people are constantly distracted, then even that level isn't obvious either. So if we don't get the message at that second level, which is in the mind and, and experience, then it comes to the third level, which is where other people or events start giving us feedback, negative feedback or positive feedback, if it's a good thing. And at that point, a lot of people are more aware because it's coming from the outside that this is something that we need to pay attention to. But if we ignore that, then it goes up to the next level, which is where something much more major happens, where we might have a, a real health issue or we might get shouted out very loudly from somebody or it might be an attack from outside in some form or there might be you know bankruptcies on the way and so there's bigger signs and then the final level if we don't if we don't get it at that level we still carry on doing whatever we're doing then the final level is where there's an absolute complete crisis that we absolutely can't ignore and it demands our entire attention This is when people get cancer or when they completely bankrupt or when they get a divorce or they're hospitalized or get in a car crash. These are really extreme things that happen. And, of course, that's, that's the last phase, you know, and in some cases it literally leads to death. A lot of alcoholics actually just die because they get in a car accident or they have liver failure or something. So that's the extreme end of it. On our spiritual path, we don't want to reach that stage. It's better to get it earlier and to make amends and make transformation earlier. Sometimes we, we're not able to because we're unconscious or we're caught up in something. So there's these five levels, and we can ask ourselves when we are having challenges, which level are we at right now? And this is very important because this is our life, you know, and life is trying to tell us things. So the more we can be in tune with life, the better it is for us. And the fact you're listening to this means you're a high quality, refined human being because a lot of people just don't even know, don't even think about these things and they end up on the fourth or fifth level before they learn it. So what we want to do is come back closer and closer and closer to the beginning. And the message from God, from the divine, spiritual message, is that when there is realization in our heart, then we are forgiven from the things that we've done in the past. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that the only point of pain is to make us realize in our heart that something has to change. And if we don't realize it ourselves, then pain will keep going up to higher and higher levels until we finally have no choice but to realize it. So once we do realize it, then the mechanism of pain is no longer necessary for us. I'll give you a practical example of this. Back in 2003, when I first got a cell phone, one that you might remember, those of you who are a little bit older, those little Nokia phones... The, the little, you know, handheld Nokia, just you could really small little things, and you have to text message pressing a button a bunch of times, you know. And I remember one day I was going for a walk and I was texting somebody and I was waiting for a response. And I remember feeling in my vibrations that I, I didn't like this back and forth text messages and waiting because I couldn't be fully present. I was in this beautiful park 
and it it was distracting me from my experience i couldn't i was instead of looking at the over the lake and enjoying myself i was preoccupied with wondering when is this message going to come back and what's this person going to say to me and i remember feeling stressed about that situation back in 2003 and i'm sure most people have this all day long unfortunately and it really disturbed me because i i wanted to be present and i wasn't able to be present and what happened is i noticed myself it was a strange experience i i watched my hand reach into my pocket grab my phone and throw it into the lake while standing on a bridge and i just I almost like watching it happen i didn't decide this i didn't think about it it just i just noticed all of a sudden this thing's flying in the air <laughs> and then it plopped into the ground and flew to, went to the bottom of the lake with the fish and i felt profound relief profound relief immediately once that thing was gone now of course it's not very environmentally friendly and it probably wasn't the best way to do it but i did have profound relief but then you know lo and behold sooner or later i got a new phone and then it became an iphone and same sort of thing again and again and again and so i've been aware in my heart that getting caught up in these back and forth messages and having all this technology is bad for my consciousness and not something good for me i i've known this since 2003 and it wasn't really until last year that i finally decided to get rid of all these things and not hardly ever use them but that's a long time that's you know it's almost you know nearly 20 years to figure this stuff out you know that's a, that's a lot of wasted time but at least i've recognized it now in my heart that it's something that is not relevant for me that i don't need to get involved in all these things and it mostly is just nasty stuff on the internet but that's you know that's a long time coming someone else might have had the foresight and just been been done with it there and then but some things take take a while to figure out this is one example i can give you lots and lots of other examples and i'm sure you have plenty yourself But life is trying to help us out. When we have realization in our heart, then we come back to peace. And all of us are going to reach the karmatit stage, which means we will be completely cleared of all of our past karma, all of it. no matter how bad it is and a lot of that we can't remember because it's previous births before this one so we don't even remember what we did what were you doing 500 years ago you know i doubt you can remember i can't remember but so that it comes back a long way so there's not only what we've done here but it goes back in the past a lot of people don't like thinking about these things but it is useful for us to realize what we're dealing with here for every cause there is an effect this is why if you do the same thing that successful people do you will become successful because it's not special people it's special actions the reason some people are so called special people isn't really because they're special people it's because they did special things special actions they they did stuff differently If you take any highly successful people in any area any person and you analyze their life and what they did every day and the sort of sacrifices they made and the work they did and how much time they spent doing different things you'll see that it's not that they're special people it's that they did special things their karma was different and therefore their the result of that was different so for us it's all about understanding life is teaching us things life is constantly giving us feedback from the universe and the more subtle we are the more we can interpret 
what life is telling us. And this is one of the main benefits of remembrance and meditation, is that when we sit in silence with ourselves, then we become aware of our emotions and our thoughts and our problems and our attachments and our distractions and our addictions and and also all the wonderful things hidden beneath the surface of all those limited problems. So underneath there's infinite joy. I like to call it a, a big golden pot of bubbling joy. <laughs> Everyone has this golden pot of bubbling joy bubbling away nicely because we're all spiritual beings. So we have wonderful joy bubbling away like a golden pot of joy in our heart, right? It's bubbling away. And then on top of the lid of this golden pot is a bunch of bad karma, if you want to call it that, or bad habits that that, that is suppressing our joy. It's actually pushing the lid down and not letting the joy come up. So we can be wise about this and we can have a look at it and say, what is going on here and how can I let go? How can I release these things, these burdens that are blocking my joy? How can I make amends with myself or others and transform it so that the joy can bubble up nicely because the joy is meant to bubble up. That's what it's supposed to do. And we can't get that bubbling joy coming up fully as long as there's stuff pushing down the lid of the pot, these negative behaviors and old habits. So this is this is the deeper part of spiritual life. You know, it's, it's said the unexamined life is not worth living and this is examining our life this is about being honest and having the courage to have a really good look at ourselves and say what is stopping the joy and what do i need to change and what is life trying to tell me because once we have realization in our heart about who we are and what's going on then we are forgiven then the pain can go away Sometimes the pain may go away a bit later. It might not be immediate. Other times it is literally immediate. When I threw that phone in the lake back in the day, it was immediate, immediate. But then again, I hadn't fully embraced that in my heart. It was a long time coming. So then it, then the realization was only in my head. So it took longer for it to finally go deeper so that I really realized it. So ask yourself, what realizations have you had a little bit of that you keep coming back to? This is a good place to start because a lot of these things we are already aware of, you know. Each one of us is a bit different. And it will get worse if we don't change, you know, like with eating disorders or with addictions or with uh, obsessive use of technology. You know, there's a feeling something's not right here, but it gets worse and worse and worse if we don't do something about it. Relationships are another one. It's been a big challenge for me to realize that good company, this is a great quote, you should write this down, good company, good company takes your boat across and bad company drowns you. It was a profound 
quote, profound statement. Good company takes your boat across to where you want to go. Bad company drowns you. It's been uh, taken me a while to fully embrace that. And I've made mistakes in my life as a result of not fully embracing that. I used to tell myself, oh, I can handle hanging around with whoever I want to hang out with. And it's not going to be a problem. But I was lying to myself. It was delusional. We become the average of the top five people we spend time with. So we literally turn into the people around us. So you've got to be really careful who they are. Because if someone has bad habits, they're going to rub off on you and you're going to have bad habits. Or your existing bad habits will come to the surface and become more pronounced and certain things that you would normally not do all of a sudden become possible in the company of that person or these people so we have to be very careful about this we're all we're all aware of things and we it's our job as spiritual sovereign beings because we're all sovereign everyone has their own personal karmic accounts we have to take this personally. This is this is between you and God and the universe. This is not between you and anyone else, but we're all responsible. And we have to stop blaming everyone else and everything else and take complete responsibility and say, of course other people are involved in pretty much everything, but I'm responsible how I respond to it and how I reorient myself once I've had realization. So tune into it. What do you already know about on some level that needs to change in your life? What do you know deep in your heart that you need to do? But you haven't done it yet. This is a good question to ask ourselves every day. What is going on? What is really going on here? What's really going on? Because once we have realization in our hearts, then we are forgiven. This is extremely profound because it means that there's no need for further pain after that. Now, we have multiple karmic accounts, so it doesn't mean there's no pain at all after that because there's a whole bunch of other things. But in that particular case, the case is closed. It's almost like being put on trial. And and then you realize the case is closed and there's no criminal record and that's the end of it. But there's other cases. Do you see what I mean? So we have to take them one at a time. A lot of people, they don't like talking about this sort of thing because they'd rather be in denial. But, the the you know, it will come due. The bill comes due in the end for all of us and there's no way around it. So we might as well acknowledge this, own it, accept it, be truthful to ourselves because at the end of the day, we're the only ones having our own experience. So we can deny these things, we can ignore it, we can run away from ourselves, but we're still having an experience. And the longer we put it off, the worse it gets. So it's much better, much more loving, much more compassionate to ourselves. This is between you and you, and between me and me. You know, like we have to own it and say, you know what, I love myself and my life, and I don't want to do things that harm me. So what do I need to change? When there's realization in our heart, then we will be forgiven. Then transformation will happen.
sometimes that realization only comes at the level five or level four that we were talking about earlier, that level where it's really bad. But why wait? Do you know what I mean? Why put ourselves through it longer to reach that stage if we don't need to? So the spiritual lifestyle that allows us to experience transformation is where we get up early in the morning. So you can ask yourself, have you realized this? You know, something I've had to learn that we're recommended if we want to have a really spiritual life and transform is to get up early, you know, four o'clock, three o'clock early before everyone else and sit in silence and remember God. See God, God is being a light, being of infinite bliss because remembrance of the purifier, of that being of light, being of love, purifies our soul, burns the karma. And early in the morning, we are not distracted by the world because people are sleeping and it's dark, typically. So we're all alone with God without any other you know, psychic energy because people are sleeping and there's nothing going on. And that's an opportunity to purify our conscience and to really see what's going on. And all the things that are happening are revealed, revealed to us. A lot of people don't want to get up early in the morning because they'll have to face themselves. But the thing is, when we do face ourselves, then the problems that we have start to go away because we're dealing with them directly. Being in denial is actually much harder and much more stressful and much more painful than just having a good look and changing it. The energy involved in denial and delusion is enormous and, and soul-destroying and causes way more problems than it does to get up early and have a good look and commit to change. So one of the most immediate things that any of us can do is get up early before anyone else, sit in silence, talk to God. God is our friend. God is the purifier. He wants to pull all this pain out of us. His, God's job is to, to grab hold of all our pain and pull it out of our heart and out of our mind and exchange the pain for bliss and peace. God is known as the bestower of happiness and the remover of sorrow. So he removes the sorrow and in replaces it, bestows upon us happiness. And the more we make dedicated time to have our sorrow removed and happiness bestowed, the more we feel fantastic and blessed. And then these issues that we're dealing with can subside because we're not denying, we're not running away, we're not pretending it isn't happening, we're not carrying it on. We're actually saying, all right, I'm willing to be transformed. I'm open and willing and excited and ready. And here I am. So this is a sign of love, a sign of compassion for ourselves, is to do what's necessary. So changing our lifestyle, whatever is causing sorrow, we owe it to ourselves to remove it from our life. Whether it's a certain food, a certain behavior, certain personalities and company, certain information, entertainment. You know, you can look into your own heart and have a look and there's something in there that needs to change. And it's nothing to do with me, by the way. It's nothing to do with anyone else. It's between you and God, you and, the, and life. We all have it. 
there's no shame, by the way. There's no shame in this. This is a huge courage for us to say, you know what, I raise my hand above my head and I say very clearly and honestly, I got problems, I need help, I've got to change. Do you know what I mean? This is the first step in 12-step groups with addictions, is I admit I got a problem and I admit I need help from a higher power. And we all have it. You, you don't have to be an alcoholic or a drug addict to say this. I, I'm very happy. To, I'm raising my hand above my head right now. I've got problems. I need God's help and I need to change my life in some way or other. There's always something. And it's very humbling. It's very liberating, actually, just to be radically honest. And say, so, you know, I could do this thing differently and it'll be better. There's an upgrade. I admit there's an upgrade. There's something I could do better that I'm not doing now. And I'll be better off, and everyone else will be better off from that transformation. It's called courage. It's called humility. Humility and courage and honesty. There's an expression, God loves an honest heart. So there's no point in us lying to ourselves and other people. I'm the first person to raise my hand and say, I've got problems, I've made mistakes. I need to change. And that keeps me humble and inspires me to continue to make more transformation. Sometimes it takes a while to learn something. We might make the same mistake again and again and these levels of pain go up and up and up and then we say, you know what, ah, all right, all right, all right, I'll change now. But over time, we become more subtle and more aware that this is not right and what can I do to change it quicker? This is why good company is important. I, I can say, say from my own experience that being around people who are less willing to change and look at themselves has had a negative effect because the company of others sets the standards. So there are universal eternal standards like the law of karma is a universal truth that goes across the board regardless of whether we like it or not or whatever is socially acceptable and public opinion and all that sort of thing so there's ultimate karma and then there is social constructs where like if you go throughout history and you read about different time periods you'll realize that people used to think a certain behavior was bad and now they don't think it's bad and they think a different behavior is bad. Do you see what I mean? So the human beings come up with these different ideas about what's good and bad. But that's nothing to do with the law of karma. A lot of the time, people think something's bad that's good. Sometimes they say something's good that's bad. And when we say good and bad, we're talking about beneficial outcome or harmful outcome. So this isn't us you know, labeling things. Certain things, regardless of our opinion, either cause harm or produce benefit so it, someone could say drugs should all be legalized all right fair enough so it's no longer illegal but if we do lots of drugs it's going to cause us harm regardless of whether they're illegal or not do you see what i'm saying so it's not about social constructs it's about being radically honest with what's good and bad and it if we hang out with people who believe that everything they do is completely fine and there's no such thing as karma, then we're going to have to deal with a rude awakening that, in fact, there is such a thing as karma and there are consequences to things, you know. So I've learned this and I that's helped me over the years. So I'm just bringing these things to your attention to help you to be very careful one of the things I wish I'd learned many years ago, I, I was told this, but I didn't take it to heart until recently, is the words caution, extreme caution. I used to think to myself, you know, I'm a spiritual being, I can handle anything, I can deal with anything and everything will be all right. I didn't realize that the negativity is actually very seductive and slippery and tricky and, and convoluted and 
and um, like a shapeshifter so that we can get deceived. I didn't realize that properly. Now I realize that there's enormous amount of self-deception and deception in the world and deception in the media and deception on the internet and deception in people and in ourselves and in our mind. And once we realize this, we get even more humbled and we say, do you know what I mean? I acknowledge that there is a lot of deception around. So how can I come back to just being a pure soul, just a beautiful being of light, zero? And remember God, who is the ocean of peace. And just receive that peaceful light. Just a, just a being of light. I don't own anything. I don't have anything. I've got no opinions. Just pure light. And I'm receiving this ocean of peace. And being purified with that light. There's an expression in the end... It's just between, imagine yourself hanging between God and death and you're in the middle and there's nothing else. When we experience ourselves floating in eternity in between God and death, then the illusions are destroyed in that awareness when we come back to ourselves. And then we feel that we've attained everything and that we've satisfied and complete beings. Ah, and everything's all right. You know, and the longer we spend in that consciousness. We become spiritually awakened and we become aware of what's happening and more attuned. So what's going on? What's really going on? So, in the end, in the end, we're all going to leave the body and we're all going to have to face ourselves. Why not do it now and be liberated? So, what you can take away from this is that if you get up early in the morning before you have to run around while it's dark and no one else is interrupting you, and you focus on just being a spiritual being. I am an eternal, eternal soul, being a light in the body. And imagine being sub suspended between God and death. God is a being of infinite peace, is our friend, is our divine mother and father, the ocean of bliss, the purifier. And all we're doing is we're just giving thanks and we're receiving purifying light. And we're letting go of anything else, surrendering up any worries, any sorrow, any addictions, any bad behaviors, any concerns, just let it all go, Let because he's, he's here to pull it out. We can't do this on our own. So we get help, we get help. And by receiving help, by taking the time to get help, we are helped and we are transformed. And then we bring that into our life and we can also remember the word extreme caution. It's something that those two words are priceless. It's taken me a long time to appreciate that. And hopefully you can take the benefit of my own pain and experience to come to that extreme caution. Being that it's another way of saying it is true self love. 
true self-care to protect ourselves from our own selves and from negativity and from getting involved in things. There's so many things in this world that can screw up our life. It's enormous opportunity for making mistakes and getting caught up in stuff. So this is extremely practical way of living. It doesn't mean you stay in your house and never leave and don't talk to anyone. <laughs> but it just means you have a background awareness that it's possible to get into problematic situations. So you're more aware, you're more conscious, you're more having more foresight about life rather than just blindly wandering around and getting caught up in things and then suffering and then getting out of them. So just bringing that consciousness, having love, that we want to be involved in beneficial situations and avoid harmful ones. And have the courage to make decisions to change things when we need to change them. So take this to heart and then you will be forgiven. And that means that the suffering will end and the pain will go away and the situations will dissolve. And new joy, that bubbling joy will come up, that bubbling joy that's already inside of you, the lid of that bubbling joy will be lifted as these things are removed And then that golden bubbling joy is going to bubble up from your heart all the way up into your big smiling face or your joyful, beautiful smile. (sighs) And life becomes supremely blessed and continues to get better and better and better. And all is forgiven and all becomes right again. Thank you for listening and thank you for your beautiful presence. And may this freedom become part of your life from now on, long into the future. It's been such a beautiful time together. Thank you for listening. Think of one person who needs this and share this with them. If you have any questions for us, please send them to shareyourquestion.com. Go to spiritualrecharge.com for more free meditations, talks, and courses. We thank you for your beautiful presence. Keep shining your divine light in our world. So much love and we'll connect soon.